Hey, it's the JJC Podcast, Jacksonville Jaguars Country Podcast, episode 29. We are almost to the big three zero. Today, I don't want to take up too much of your time. Um, this week has been Trevor Lawrence's week <laughs> to be shitted on. Um, the media picks someone to shit on and this is his turn it's just his turn um it's been Justin Fields the entire draft it's been a shit on for Justin Fields you know Justin Fields can't do this Justin Fields can't do that and it's been Justin Fields shit 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 and then this SI article comes out by Michael Rosenberg. Shout out to Michael Rosenberg. You did an incredible job. I saw the interview and I read the article. Great work. Did a great job. Um, I like the cover. Everything. I loved it. Um... It's been shit on Justin Fields. At one point, Justin Fields, not even a year ago, was Trevor Lawrence is 1A and 1B is Justin Fields. And it went from that, I mean, it went from that to a Zach Wilson. Every draft they do this and it irks me because it's like, no, they got to put doubt in all. Imagine being a kid. Well, they're not kids. They're adults. But imagine being a young adult and you're going to have to block this out if they're if you're the guy they're shitting on. But you also have to block this out if you're the guy they're praising because you can live into it. You can feel yourself a little bit and then reality hits that you ain't as good as they telling you you are. So I can only imagine how these younger athletes take that. They got to ignore it. They got to block it out, etc. But Trevor Lawrence got his shit moment this week. You know, it was never Trevor. You know, it was a couple guys saying, oh, Zach Wilson is better than Trevor Lawrence. You know, I would hesitate on Trevor Lawrence. They're just trying to be known. They were trying to be known. They're trying to get their name out there. You know, let me shit on the number one guy so I can say I told you so when he doesn't work. But when they would shit on Trevor Lawrence, they always mention Jacksonville in it. They always mention the Jaguars in it. They'd be like, well, he's going to the Jaguars. Have fun. You're going to the Jaguars, Trevor Lawrence. Have fun. You won't have all the good players on your team. You know, all that bullshit that they say to diminish him. Because the moment if Jacksonville actually listened to that shit... We may have to, We I, I know automatically the coach would get fired. And I think the owner would probably have a fight with the coach. I think Urban Meyer would have to throw hands. If he was to do a decision like that, him and Ur- Khan and Urban Meyer will be throwing hands in the parking lot or in front of the NFL draft room. There would be a camera, hands would be thrown, and I think Urban Meyer, (laughs) 
ain't gonna stop. I mean, I think Khan will put a licking on the old coach, Urban Meyer. I think he put a licking on him. But besides the point, <laughs> that'd be funny if they did fight. <laughs> what would they fight over outside of that? What, what what can you see a head coach and an owner throwing hands over? It would only be players unless they did something to a family member. That is about it. I, I can't see it in a work environment. I can't see it. But besides the point, let's get back to the SI article. I'm going to go through the SI article. They say, um, oh, he was in California. Let me start. The unrivaled arrival of Trevor Lawrence. The best quarterback to come into the draft in nearly a decade. Trevor Lawrence will enter the NFL with the billing of a generational signal caller. A keen sense of self and a burning desire to prove absolutely nothing. He knew what the hell he was doing. Michael Rosenberg knew what you was doing with that. With an with a opener like that? The desire to prove nothing. You know the media is going to pick that shit apart. And they're going to want to read it. That was a good little opener. Then they set it off in the in the. Laguna Beach in California with his fiance Marissa Maori. Congratulations, Marissa and Trevor getting married. Congratulations. Shout out to the Jaguar fans. We do's this shit. I, I, I hate when people, you know, with the shit that we've been through, we are some great ass fans. And we deserve such. Fuck the bullshit. We deserve such as fans. We have been amazing. We already know Trevor Lawrence is going to be our quarterback. Guess what? We already got him gifts for his for his wedding. We got his gifts. We got his gifts. We ain't playing. We know. We support ours. Who you know who you know do it like that? Alright, I'll give you Bills fans. I don't want to hear the mafia. They do it like that. I, I remember the Andy Dalton. They do it like that. But Jaguar fans, we do this shit. We support. It's just our team ain't been shit for supporting. Because they have been like, alright, you supporters, let's throw shit out there. Supporters, throw shit out there. And that's what they do. Throw shit out there and we support it. How many fans sat through that 1-15 season and watched every game and thought it would be a different outcome? I did. I was an idiot. I thought I was at one point. When they were 1-10, in fucking 10, I felt like an idiot. But I watched them all the way through. Even when I knew at the end that it was going to be a shitball sandwich, I watched it. And I believed it can turn into a brownie. But it didn't. It stayed shit. Outside of the point. Let's get back to the SI article. Congratulations on on Trevor. The wedding. Congratulations on getting married. 
huge step in his life. And I like I like that. Um he talks about California and then it goes down and this is the part that that set you up. This is the part that set you up for this shit. The NFL is a league for the obsessed and the petty, so much so that fans can identify most stars' quarterbacks by their slights. The 199th pick in a draft, passed over by his hometown 49ers, told he should switch to receiver even after he won the Heisman as a quarterback, drafted behind Mitchell Trubisky. Then they go into Baker Mayfield taking offense when his old Browns coach Hugh Jackson took another job. Bill Parcells saying this is not a game for the most well-adjusted people. Mm. Mm. Gotta say it again. Bill Parcells, say it again. This is not a game for the most well-adjusted people. Mm. Not a game. <laughs> Let's continue. And then this is where the rest of the media said, you know what? We listened to that, but we want to get to the juicy part that we can pick this shit apart. And we're going to pick it apart. Right? <laughs> And they go to that part, and they that's where they want to pick it apart. They they knew it. The media has to find something on Trevor Lawrence. What the hell else can he give you? He is he is so low key. He's so he's so him. And I let and that you cannot fault that. That is something to love. That is something to love. But they had to skip over the other the other comment that I'm going to mention before. Well, after I say this, I don't have a chip. I do, wait, wait, wait. This is what he said. And this is the media attacking it. I don't have this huge chip on my shoulder that everyone's out to get me and I'm trying to prove everyone wrong. And they and the media immediately took that as they immediately took it as he 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 doesn't love football. He doesn't love football because a football player doesn't do that. You eat, you breathe, you shit football. Nothing else to life than football. That's how the media said this shit. That's how they was taking this. They was talking to him like they were talking like he doesn't want to play. And then they would throw shots at Jacksonville like, hey, if I had to play for the Jaguars, I wouldn't have a, I, I wouldn't either. <laughs> He's trying to find his way to number two. And then it was like, you know, Urban Meyer is a fiery guy. It was some other ones like Urban Meyer. He's a fiery guy. How he's going to deal with a guy like Trevor Lawrence that knows himself. He's a fucking coach. He knows how to deal with it. I'm pretty sure that as passionate as the coach is, he's going to appreciate Trevor's personality. 
as long as he performs on the fucking field. I don't think he's going to be like, Trevor, you need to be more fiery. Don't change what has worked. (laughs) He ain't changing that. But the media had to throw something on it. They had to throw a little salt in it. They couldn't let the recipe be the recipe. This was nothing to talk about, to bash this man about. And what I also like, he said, you know, he said, I just don't have that. I can't manufacture that. I don't want to. His wife says there's also more in life than playing football. She's absolutely right. And the people Trevor have around him is important. And it provides him balance. I also like what Trevor said when he said, I think people mistake that for being a competitor. I think that's unhealthy to a certain extent. Just always thinking that you've got to prove somebody wrong. You've got to do more. You've got to be better. He's absolutely right. That's a guy that's grounded, that knows himself. Only person you got to prove to get better is yourself. Fuck everybody else. Your expectations. Meet your expectations. That is what Trevor is going to do because I hear it. The sentence, well, one... The couple sentences ahead of this, this, I don't have a chip on my shoulder. He says, I want to do it because I want to be the best I can be. I want to maximize my potential. Who wouldn't want to? You kind of waste it if you don't. That sounds like a man that's not going to have a regret on that football field. That sounds like it. It sounds like I love football. This is my job. I am going to work my ass off to be the best I can be so I can win Super Bowls for the Jacksonville Jaguars within five years. (laughs) Within five years. That's what it sounds like. That's exactly what it sounds like. And the media jumped on this man. They jumped on him. And he's absolutely right with everything he said. And his wife, awesome to say this, that usually only leads to sadness as well. Like striving for something new or better. She's not wrong. How many players have we known that's been those Fierce competitors leave it out on the field. All they do is eat, breathe, shit, football. And guess what happens? When football is over, they don't have an identity outside of football. And then we hear about evil and nasty things or just sometimes sad things happen to them. Because they never found out who they were outside of football. Yeah, you left everything on the field, including your identity. That is not good because football is only for a certain period. And once it's gone, you have to accept it and move forward. And Trevor takes me as a guy that knows who he is and can live or die without football. Not saying that he can't be the best at it, but he knows 
that there's more in life than playing football. And it ain't nothing wrong with that. When he mentioned when 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 Mike Rosenberg in the interview says, you know, what did he deem as success? Trevor Lawrence mentioned success as being a great husband and father. That was his top priority. Not saying that was his top priority, but he also mentioned that he wants to win Super Bowls and he knows that he's judged by wins and losses. He knows that. Which means he wants to win. He just knows that, hey, it's a little more than that. His strength comes from his balance. He's going to need that. His sense of self, he knows who he is. And coming into an organization like the Jaguars, we need that. We have been inconsistent. We have had lack of direction. We don't know where we were going. There was impatience. There was no one that could see and just relax. He's a relax. He's a calm. The storm is coming because we know he's... I have a feeling that he's going to be everything that he's supposed to be. But if he's not, it's going to be the Jaguars' fault. The Jaguars is going to fuck this up, if anything. I do not believe Trevor Lawrence will be the reason. And we're going to see it early. He talked about adjustments, how he had to adjust. And once he found his adjustment and what he knew... To just adjust to the game, the speed, little rookie things like that. Once he got his schedule, it was over. Snap of a wrist, it was over. He was successful. The guy has lost two games as a quarterback since high school. He's lost five in his whole, from high school to now, he's only lost five games. It's something like five games. He's lost under six games. What are we talking about here? Like, seriously, Trevor Lawrence, this is not a non-story. And it irks me that he had to go on his Twitter a couple days ago and state this. It seems as if people are misreading my segment sentiments. I am eternally motivated. I love football as much or more than anyone, and it's a huge priority in my life. Obviously, I am driven to be the best I can be and maximize my my potential to win. I have a lot of confidence in my work ethic. I love to grind and to chase my goals. You can ask anyone who's been in my life. That being said, I am secure in who I am and what I believe. I don't need football to make me feel worthy as a person. I purely love the game. I mean, what else did you need to see there? I purely love the game. He finished it off with this. Everything comes with it. The work the team, the ups and downs. I am a firm believer in the fact that there is a plan for my life and I am called to be the best I can be at whatever I'm doing. Mm. And then he finishes it. Thanks 
for coming to my TED Talk. If you don't see what I see in that, I see it. That's why he was the leader of the Clemson Tigers. That's a little that's a little bang right there. That's a little that's a little he got it in him. That these comments, he got it in him. It's hidden and it can come out and I know it can come out and it will come out on that field. He's a he's an even kill guy and I like that. Ain't nothing wrong with that. There's been quarterbacks that are like that. You, not every quarterback needs to be fiery. Every quarterback isn't that. And that's fine. Long as you win, it's fine. When you lose, it gets criticized to the maximum. But to be honest, it's fine. It's nothing wrong with what he said. And I don't understand why that was a story and why that simply people, they kind of hated it. I mean, I could, like people don't understand. You can understand why the other quarterbacks had chips on their shoulder. You can understand why Tom Brady had a chip on his shoulder. He was overlooked. They were overlooked. Aaron Rodgers with a chip on his shoulder. The man was overlooked. He thought he was going to the 49ers, and he didn't. And he fell in the draft, and we had to watch his sad-ass face on ESPN with every pick going by. So, yeah, he felt some type of way. Trevor Lawrence has been number one in high school and number one in college. What chip you got now? Who? What chip do you have when you've been number one? There's no chip. There is, I'm damn good. That's my chip for, for Trevor Lawrence. I'm damn good. I've worked my ass off. You've seen my work. You praise it. I'm going to the next level. I'm going to adjust. And then I'm going to work. And I'm going to be as successful as I can be with my team. I like how he kept throwing the team in there. That's 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 all you can ask for. He's perfect. Like this guy is per- I, I man. I don't buy jerseys much because we we get rid of players quick in Jacksonville, but this man, I already got his training card. I might buy his jersey because it's coming. I think he's going to be here 10 to 15 years. And I'm wishing him all the success. All of it. All of it. Um, I want to switch topics. This is going to be the last topic. I just want to talk about Joe Cullen, the defensive coordinator. He was asked about his defensive scheme. He came out. I mean, everybody knows he's done 3-4 before. With Baltimore, people want to know, hey, what about it? He basically said, he said what a defensive coordinator is supposed to say. He said that it will have moderate 3-4 alignments, much more than it previously did. Didn't want to commit to a philosophy, said the same typical defensive coordinator shit where he said, oh, we're going to give multiple looks. It's going to be a hybrid. And then, and then he said, we're going to build it off our personnel. 
And it's like, oh, fuck. What happened to the days where the defensive coordinator would just say, you know, this shit's going to be a 4-3 and you running a (laughs) 4-3. That's exactly. I remember those days where it was like, dude, you're running my system. Fuck you. (laughs) It's like, wow. What about what about them? Then when they don't do well, you're like, all right, well, they're not a good player. I do like that the NFL nowadays it adjusts to the player that they that they have. They're a little more player friendly as far as that's concerned. And that's what brings me to the point. They do a three, four. Somebody like Chase on will get a lot of opportunity. He's used to that. He's been to that. He's been that when he was at LSU. When he was when he's there, he ran that. So he would be more comfortable in that position. Um, but I think we need to take a look at their draft picks for this draft to really determine the direction that they want. As far as the scheme wise, we need to really look at the defensive players they draft. The defensive players they draft, which will be plenty, I, I, I think a nice portion of these picks will be defense. That will give us a much bigger idea of what they may run. And Joe Cullen is right. I mean, he, I mean he's going to say that. I expect him to say that. But I do like what he said also. He's much more concerned about effort. I like to see. I like to hear that from the coach because our defense was atrocious last year. And quite honestly, when you watch the defense, it looked like maybe three people was working hard and the rest was like, my paycheck is coming soon. It always felt like three or four players on defense was working their ass off and the other players either just did not have it. They just don't have it. They, if, if you aren't talented enough at the, at the time, you aren't talented enough. And then there were some guys where it was just like you got beat again and again and again and again. Coach, can you please take them out? Well, you know, this person's hurt, that person. Oh, my goodness. Guess where they're throwing to? Again, guess where they're running? Over there. Guess guess who's open? The same guy. How about switching? Do something. Bring pressure, something. You know, it was just, it was irritating. But still, I like to hear that effort. He saw it too. He wants them to have effort. He wants them to out hit and outwork them. That was his that's his thing. Relentless effort. And they're gonna be physical. I like that. Physical effort. Thanks, Joe Cullen, for telling us this. Thank you. Because we're gonna need it. You gave us the typical defensive coordinator response. We need, we're going to have to watch the draft to really see where this team goes. That's just as good as it gets. Um, Urban Meyer. Now, I had John Shipley on the podcast a couple episodes ago. 
And he 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 brought this up. He brought this up about Urban Meyer getting Alex Smith as a mentor for Trevor Lawrence. And I was like, what? I was thinking like, what? But then I really thought about it. I was like, when he started explaining it, I started thinking, okay, Alex Smith has been under Urban Meyer. He knows the system. He's been in multiple systems. He's a veteran quarterback. He knows how to adjust. Trevor Lawrence in his SI article talked about adjustment. As I mean, in his SI interview, he talked about people he could, he's going to call to just, you know, figure out the adjustment from college to the NFL, the pro game, and how it works. Who better than Alex Smith? Who better? I don't know. Who better? Seemed like a great idea. And something that possibly could still get looked into. I mean, he's still out there. But that seemed pretty cool. Um, If they were to bring him in, they, they brought in... Uh, they got Gardner Minshew. I know they got CJ Beathard. He joined the team. And, I mean, he was just a quarterback from San Francisco. He was okay. I mean, it wasn't nothing to rave about. He was an okay quarterback, and he was serviceable. Um, But, yeah, that's interesting. Shout out to John Shipley. He said that, and I was like, mm, and then he started explaining it, and I'm like, that sounds like a great idea. Check out that episode. Check out that episode when you get a chance. Um, that is it for this episode of the podcast. When you get a chance, check out the website at www.jacksonvillejaguarscountry.com. Hashtag Jags Country. I will see you guys later. Before I leave, I just want to give a special thanks to the followers of this podcast, the followers of the blog, the listeners. Thank you for listening. Thank you for taking time out of your day to pay attention to us. And just just thank you. Um, just thank you. And that'll be all for this episode. Out.